made in the UK for MSPs around the world. This is Paul Green's MSP Marketing Podcast. Here's what's coming up on this week's show. Be brief, be bright, be gone. Recognize those four different personality styles and your sales will go up. Plus, we'll be looking at two monthly recurring revenue services that you really should be selling and asking what kind of video content works best on your website. Paul Green's MSP Marketing Podcast. Hi, this is Paul Green and welcome to the show. Now, what I'm about to tell you, I don't want you to judge me on this. I'm not telling you this to boast. I'm not telling you this for any other reason than I want to help you to get away from your business a little bit more. You see, my nine-year-old daughter, Matilda, and I, we've just been sitting down and planning out what holidays do we want to have next year. Now, I'm a single parent, and that means that for about 10 weeks of the year, she's my problem and not the school's problem. And I, I don't mind that, really. But for, for around about six to seven of those weeks, next year, in 2020, I, w- I want to be on holiday. And it's been a, a long-standing goal of mine, actually, is to not work at all in the six weeks of the UK summer holiday that we have every year. I don't think we'll do that next year, but the, the year after, we'll definitely do that. We'll go somewhere like Sydney or somewhere somewhere hot and kind of go and live in another country just for, for six weeks. But the reason we were looking at holidays next year is, uh, and the reason we're doing it at this time is partly because obviously you can get better deals if you book further ahead, but partly as well is I, I want to lock into my diary. We are going away to these places and these become like the building blocks that I put work around next year. So we're looking at uh, two to three weeks in Orlando, at the start of August, she's going to be very expensive, but it's going to be worth it because she's never been. And she's, you know, she's of that age. If we don't do it now, in a couple of years time, it, it, you know, she might be a little bit too old to hang out with me for three weeks in Orlando. So we're going to do that. And then off the, uh, the back of the summer holidays, we're going to go to Pompeii. She has a real passion for seeing lots of ancient dead people, which is a bit weird, but we're going to go to Pompeii, a bit of a European tour. We've got um, going back to Cyprus in there for next year. Um, We've probably got um, some visiting the south coast of the UK, and there's another holiday we're yet to decide. So I'm not telling you this to boast about, oh, look how many holidays I'm having. This is all about putting life in perspective. And I love my work. I really love my work. And the work I do with MSPs, I do for fun first, And I do it for income second. And if ever it switches around to the other way that I'm doing it for the money, I will lose my passion for it. And I know because I've been a business owner since 2005 and we've all those any of us that have had a business for a while, we know what it's like to lose the passion. And I realized a long time ago that you've got to put the life stuff in first. So we book we book many weekends ahead. We have so many trips and shows and events and plays and cinema events and all sorts of stuff. And they all go in things like sports day, parents evenings and that whole, you know, daddy, can you come and see me in assembly? That all goes in the diary. And the work stuff is very much secondary to the life stuff. And I believe that's the balance that most business owners get wrong. Most business owners are there for the business. And actually, it should be the other way around, that the point of the business is to be there for you. And I see this in the IT world so much because, of course, the very nature of running an MSP is that it's a reactive job, isn't it? You're reacting to other people's problems. And no matter how proactive you are, there's always something broken. But I think this is how you fall out of love of your business so quickly when the business sucks the the best of your life out of you. It happens to me now and again, but most days I get home and I'm looking forward to seeing my daughter and we have some fun together. It might just be baking a cake or just doing a little craft project or even just sitting reading. Well, I read, she plays Minecraft, but you get the idea. Just the point is we're together. And I, you know, remember back 
earlier years in different businesses when I was so tired because I'd done a 12 hour day and I hadn't had enough sleep the night before. And I, I got home and, you know, I could barely look at my family. I was so tired. I just wanted wine. That's not a great life. And we have to go through that sometimes for a short while to get to where we want to be. Life is about life. Life is not about business. And the, the curse of the business owner is that we forget that. We get the balance wrong. Not all of us, but many of us. I could see that I would ever so easily go back to that because it's fun growing a business and running a business and you can throw yourself into it, but it's not what life is about. There's a book that I've recommended to thousands of MSPs over the years, and it's not a very well-written book, but it's got an interesting message and it's called The Five Regrets of Dying People. Just go and look it up on Amazon. To be honest, you don't need to read the book. I'm going to give you the 30-second summary. That's enough. The lady that wrote it was a palliative care nurse. She looked after so many people at the end of their lives in Australia, and she realised that their regrets could be grouped into uh, some, some very same groups. The one that hit me the most is I, I miss my children's youth. Apparently, no one misses their children's adults, but they miss their kids and they're young. You get ones like, I, I miss my partner's company not your business partner. No one misses their business partner at the end of their life. Um, but I, I wish I'd done more of the stuff I wanted to do. You get the idea. So, you know, you're not going to be on your deathbed and look back and wish that you'd fixed more servers or you'd done more Windows 7 to Windows 10 updates. This is just stuff that has to be done, but it's not the stuff that you'll look back and think, oh, yeah. Um, in fact, this is why I called my book um, Updating Servers Doesn't Grow Your Business. And if you don't have a copy of that book, just go onto the website, the link's in the show notes, and, and you, you can see that. So the challenge for you then, and maybe it's to sit down with your family, maybe it's your kids, maybe if it's just you, to just sit down with you and say, well, what do I want to do next year? What holidays do I want to take? What events do I want to go to? You know, oh, I'd love to have a four-day weekend in New York or Paris or something like that. Put it in the diary, make the work stuff work around it. Because when it's in the diary and you've booked it and you've paid for it, or at least pay the deposit, it is then going to happen. That was a trick I discovered. That's why we plan so far ahead. We put it in the diary. We book it with the travel counsellor person. We pay the deposit. It's then in. I'm not going to break that. I'm not going to have anything work-wise that's going to break that. And suddenly you've had an amazing, enormous year, and that's because you prioritise the right stuff. Life stuff first, business stuff second. Here's this week's clever idea. The very best thing about running an MSP is, of course, the huge amounts of monthly recurring revenue. There are literally so very few uh, businesses out there outside of subscription businesses that have just such enormous amounts of monthly recurring revenue. And in the weeks ahead, I'm just going to drop in um, a whole load of different suppliers uh, that you, many of them you'll have heard of. Some of them perhaps you'll have looked at but not considered it. So as I meet with MSPs and we talk about what they're reselling, I will sort of share those with you. So I've got two for you today. They're not obvious ones. They're fairly small ones, but they, they fit into your product offering so that as you're doing strategic reviews and you're talking to people, then they say, oh, we've got a problem with X, Y, Z, or we need this, or we want this. You've got something that you can say, hey, do you know what? We might be able to help you with that. So the first of them is something called Active Track, and I'll put the URL in the show notes. But what this does is, is this is a bit of software that goes onto their PC and it essentially monitors their activities. Now it's positioned as a tool for productivity. We can also see, and I, and I think it's kind of pretty obviously designed for monitoring what employees are doing. So for someone who's got problem employees, perhaps, perhaps they're doing stuff on their computer that they really shouldn't be, they shouldn't be on Facebook, they shouldn't be doing this, and your client would love to know what they're doing, or it's maybe a performance issue, 
then Active Track can be installed. And I'm told it's very hard to detect that it is running in the background unless you know specifically what it is that you're going to look for. So that's the first one. Uh, the second one is, uh, is something called uptimerobot.com. Now again, this isn't a standard MSP offering, even though you, you maybe have nothing to do with the web, you do computers. And as far as the clients are concerned, computers and websites are the same things. So it's a fairly sensible thing is to offer a series of low impact, high margin tools that support websites. And Uptime Robot it will give you an alert when someone's website is down. So you could set this up in a number of different ways. There, there is a free plan. I believe there are premium plans as well. You could set this up to notify the help desk. Uh, you could set this up to just come into one of your systems and use some kind of automation to, to perhaps send that straight out to the client. I guess it depends on whether you're involved in the serving of the files or not. But again, you know, it's another £5 per month per client. You get 10 clients on that. It's another £50, $50, $100, whatever. And it's, it's money for nothing. You're providing a service to them that they didn't know existed. Yes, they could go and get this themselves. But how many of the clients actually do that? It's a very small number. You should be looking out for all sorts of stuff. Where's something I can find which is very low cost, there's some good margin on that, and it's very low impact on the business, and how could I resell that to my clients? Because do you know what? For many of them, I'm going to be doing them a massive favour. Paul's blatant plug. This one's for my listeners in the UK because they're physical events that I'm putting on around the UK, and maybe we'll go international with them at some point, but certainly for this year, they're just within the United Kingdom, and there's some free MSP marketing lunches. See, I've got a whole series of case studies, five case studies, about growing your net profit. In one instance, it's about by growing your net profit by up to 200%. And at these three-hour MSP marketing lunches, I, I show some case studies, I play some videos, I reveal what other MSPs are doing, and how powerful it is. And it's a whole bunch of stuff that you can copy into your MSP. In fact, it's the result of a whole series of experiments that I've been doing with loads of MSPs over a period of time. I would say more than around about 150 marketing net profit growth experiments. A load of them didn't produce results. I'm not gonna tell you about those. I'm gonna show you the ones that did work. And in three hours, just basically give you a whole series of new tools, very heavily geared around how do you get more new clients, because that's the single biggest question I get from MSPs. But there's also a whole load of stuff about selling more monthly recurring revenue, particularly using things like the profit matrix, using videos, all of that kind of stuff. So in the show notes, you can see the link to go and have a look at this on my website. Uh, I've got events around the UK up till just, just before Christmas, and we will do some more next year as well in some different locations. Go and have a look at that, and if you're in the UK, I would love to buy you lunch, I'd love to meet with you and show you more about how you can grow the net profitability of your MSP. The big interview. So have I got a real treat for you with this week's guest? Because a couple of weeks ago, I met up with a very good friend of mine in London. Uh, his name is Andy Edwards. I am a speaker, a trainer and a coach, all that stuff you might expect of somebody like me. Uh, recently, I've gotten into behavioural psychology, the idea that uh, people are different and should be treated as such. I'm one of those people that hates the idea that we should all be treated the same. From a sales and a marketing point of view, this is a very powerful concept, but you don't have to learn 50 or 60 different types of people. You can actually narrow it down to four. I had lunch with Andy. We were sat in a, an outdoors restaurant just near Tower Bridge, actually. It was a very sunny day. It was very lovely. And I asked Andy about the mistakes that we make when we're trying to sell to people. And I said to him, surely one of the biggest mistakes that we make is believing that other people buy things, buy services, in the same way that we buy. It, it is a mistake. Um, 
I suppose at a point we recognise that money has to exchange hands no matter what circumstances you're in. Behavioural psychology suggests that if somebody is more extroverted than introverted, they will make a decision based on a little bit more intuition, whereas somebody who's a little bit more introverted may base their decision a little bit more through their senses on logical, pragmatic ideas. Uh, and then you couple that with the idea of some people are head first rather than heart first, and of course it's the other way around. So we get four basic positions. Somebody that I like to call the red style. Now this is somebody who wants to get things done, sort things out, at a pace, preferably their pace, and if you've got an issue, here's a tissue, off you go. That sort of person wants to do a deal. Give them a couple of options, let them feel in charge, let them get on with it, and be brief, be bright, be gone, and get out of there. If you try that with their opposite type, this is what I call the green type, you will fail. They will run away. They'll just nod, say thank you very much, and you'll never hear from them again. With this sort of person, who is more introverted and more heart-based, the green style of person, you need to make sure that they feel comfortable. So bring up the idea that other people have done this, other people like them have done this, and bring out your testimonials. Those things will convince Mr. or Mrs. Green that you are genuine, you have their best interests in heart, and they want to deal with you. So now we look at somebody who's a bit like me. This is what I call the yellow style, extroverted and heart-based, feeling-based. This person wants to get on with you. Make sure that you involve them in the process, get them to tell their story. You can almost let them sell to themselves. Just ask them a few questions around what they're going to be using your services and your products for, and they will literally talk themselves into what they're looking for. Make sure that you team up with that sort of person, validate their ideas, get excited with them, and they'll love you forever. Do that with their opposite style, and you'll never see them again. This is what I call the blue style. This is introverted and thinking. This person will take decisions at a slower pace. They may be a little bit more concerned about the detail behind what you're suggesting. Have you any proof? How do we know? Can I research that? What does it look like? Well, we'll make sure that they've got all the information they need in order to make that decision. Recognize those four different personality styles and your sales will go up. But when you're sitting down with a prospect, how do you, in that moment, differentiate between those different styles of people? Are they talking? If they are, they're probably extroverted. What are they talking about? Things, that's head first. Feelings, that's heart first. If they are listening more carefully, with more quizzical looks on their faces, then we'll know we've probably got somebody a little bit more introverted. Again, we can now look at, are they thinking about things that are process, proof, reliability, or are they thinking about things that are more heart-based? You can work this out very easily if you just bear in mind, extroverted or introverted, are they talking about things or people? That will lead you to one of the four personality styles. Andy, thank you. Um, where can we learn a little bit more about you? Check out my website. It's www.andyedwards. That's all one word, andyedwards.biz, B-I-Z. Paul Green's MSP Marketing Podcast. Ask Paul anything. Hi, I'm Jamie Sevier from Geeking It Simple. My question would be, what sort of content should I put into a video for my website? Great question, Jamie. Thank you very much for that. It's a great question because video is the number one engagement tool that you've got actually on your website and also on your social media. And there are lots of different videos that you could be using in a future episode of the podcast. We'll look at videos for social media, sort of low level, easy, cheap consumption videos, the kind of videos you can just knock those out. We'll, we'll come up with those in the future. In terms of what video should be going onto your website, that's where you need to spend a little bit of time, a little bit of money. 
You see, what a video allows you to do is to massively differentiate yourself from all the other MSPs out there. There are too many MSPs. Because anyone can be an MSP, there's no barrier to entry. You can just set up in your bedroom and say, hey, <laughs> it's a tech support firm. So you're up against bedroom warriors, you're up against super MSPs, you're up against all of those kind of things. And quite often I'll, when I'm working with someone, I'll look at their website and I'll look at their direct competitors' websites and they're the same. They've got the same kind of cluttery, nothingless, meaningless language and words. They've just got the same acronyms. They're all partners with this vendor and that vendor. And they've all got the same pictures of network cables and technicians, stock photos, all of that kind of stuff. Decision makers, your, your owners and your, your managers that you want to reach, they don't know a good MSP from a bad MSP. So they can't make a cognitive decision about which MSP to choose. Because when you don't know about something, it's impossible to compare. So they are making emotional decisions. They are picking or rejecting MSPs based on how they feel. So then when they go and look at all the websites and they look at five websites and they all seem the same, it, it just adds to the confusion. Samey kills sales. So this is why you need to differentiate as much as you can. And a video is the number one tool for doing that. Imagine if someone came into your website and the very first thing they see is a video. Great big video, takes up the top half of the homepage and you hit them with 60, 70 seconds of emotional content. And the best kind of content you can use is actually not you. We certainly don't want to see technicians. We don't want to see people under tables. Uh, we don't want to see bum crack. Uh, we don't want to see uh, servers. We don't want to see blinking lights. We don't want to see network cables. We don't want to see software, all of that stuff, because it's that doesn't affect people at an emotional level. What we want to see, real people talking about real things that are relevant to the audience that you want to reach. And that relevance is the key to making your marketing incredibly powerful. The more relevant the content is, the better the response that you'll get. So what's the most relevant real kind of video content? It's actually your clients. This is where you should spend a little bit of money and spend some time. You want to get a video person, not a geek, a tech who's got very nice camera equipment, because it's not about your tripod and your shutter rate. It's about storytelling. So you want to find a video person who is a storyteller first and secondly is good at the technical side, because once you understand the story you want to tell, the technical side becomes a lot easier. And the story we want to tell is one or maybe two of your clients talking about you. This would be so powerful to get your clients introducing your company. And they might be interviewed on screen. They wouldn't be looking at the camera. They'd be looking off camera. And they'd say things like, well, the thing I love most about working with your company name is how easy they are to work with and how our IT just doesn't go wrong anymore. Even that five-second sentence, your client has just won you more clients. Because there's a very powerful psychological uh, marketing uh, principle, and it's called social proof. And you'll have heard of this, where most people prefer to do what most other people are doing. And the reason we act like this is because we've still got the programming that we had 100,000 years ago. And when we lived in caves and there were dinosaurs that wanted to eat us, then we it was more it was more comfortable to be with other people. And if you saw 20 people running, you just ran because there was probably a saber-toothed tiger chasing you. Now, we still have that programming today. So when we see another business owner or another manager just like us and they are doing something, then we are more likely to want to do it. So your clients introducing you um, will be more powerful than you introducing you or someone else introducing you. Does that make sense? 
If you work in a vertical, then obviously it's got to be someone within that vertical. If you just work within a geographical area, then you know, pick your best client, the one that you have the relation, the best relationship with, but also the one that people will have heard of. Obviously, you can introduce a bit of a celebrity factor. You know, if you've got those clients that other people have heard of, those are the logos that should go in on your website and testimonials, all of that kind of stuff. So in summary, you want a 60 second video, your client or clients talking about how great you are and not tech stuff at all, but emotional content that influences people. That is the very best kind of video. In fact, the rest of the website is kind of gravy if you get the rest of that. Sure, there's lots of things you need on your website, but that will absolutely, absolutely kill it. How to contribute to the show. Your questions, comments, bits of audio to stick in the show, even low-level abuse and criticism, you can send them all through to me. Just, just be polite. It's hello at paulgreensmspmarketing.com. Really would love to get your feedback. Go on, drop me an email. Coming up next week. One key message I'd have for any sales guy or girl out there at the moment is, it's not wrong and it's not dirty. It's not an ugly word, that closed word. You know, you can ask for the sale. That's Scott Tyson from Orvik Networks, and he's going to be looking at a sales playbook. It's the process of systemizing the sales that works the best in your MSP. We're also going to be looking at why you really must fire a client for Christmas. Made in the UK for MSPs around the world. Paul Green's MSP Marketing Podcast.